broadcasting from a little liberal town known in Madison, Wisconsin. This is the Sauce Report. And your host today, Sauslin Timison. The Sauce Report is sponsored by Public Investments. Public Investment is a marketing firm out of New York City. It is a firm that I use in order to trade uh, stocks, also trade cryptocurrency, and now they have introduced NTFs. They're a great organization and they're a great company in order to start trading. And even if you're experienced or non-experienced, they can teach you along the way. I use Public Investments as a stepping stone to save for my future. After all, I want to have family of my own. And I'm sure I don't want to live paycheck to paycheck even after I retire. That's why I started early by investing and saving my money through public investing. You are more than welcome to check out public investments at publicinvestings.com to find more information. And if you're interested in uh, investing go with them, click on the link below on my link and then you will, they will help you get set up. And now that, but you get a share as a startup. How exciting is that? Once again, this episode is brought to you by Public Investments. Well, hello, and welcome to the Sauce Report. I hope you guys are having an awesome day because I know I am. You know, the interesting part is, is that we had a major thing going on in New York City. We're seeing a double standard in our society. We are seeing the double standard of how people are treated. It blows my mind how Hunter Biden appealed, uh, showed up in the court system in Delaware. While he showed up in the court system in Delaware, he was given a fair treatment. He wasn't, the judge wasn't able to take photos. There were no cameras in the courtroom. There was nothing. Are we seeing the same thing in Mendez, the treatment of Mendez? Yes, we are. We're seeing the double, the, the double, the double hypocrisy of our judicial system. You know, it blows my mind. As we, like, as I see, I've been watching uh, President Trump's court trial, and never in my life would I have imagined that we'd be living in a society where we have one judicial system go after and prosecute an innocent man. I mean, let's think about it. Don't we all over-evaluate our houses? Don't we all, like, fluctuate our assets of how much we're actually worth? I mean, I bet Google, Apple... Uh, these big tech companies and these real estate companies, they overinflate their numbers in order to go to the banks. And they have to to get like a higher loan, but eventually they pay them back. And so what Fatty Willis, or not Fatty Willis, but what Letitia James is doing is it blows my mind. And my other question is, why isn't New York questioning her motives? Don't they have bigger issues to worry about, such as a homeless man just killed um, an innocent man and his wife? as they're walking down the, uh, the street. You know, you also look at our society and generation. We have crime that's being rampant. We have crime and we have horrible things going on in our society. But at the same time, let's go after our political opponent. You know, this is some messed up stuff that's going on. You know, the interesting part is I had to pinch myself and I've done that quite a bit, a few times, pinching myself. And you're probably wondering, okay, Sas, why are you pinching yourself? Well, number one, because when you live in a communist country for the time I did, you don't have rights. When you live in a country that it goes after people because they are politically different from you, that's called the Russian KGB. 
And when you also have a political opponent that doesn't like another political opponent, what do you do? You get rid of them. And what you what do you also do? You interfere with the elections. And we are seeing the Russian style and Bolshevik style of government in our own in America today. So I had to pinch myself today and it is so heartbreaking to see President Trump just break down. It's so heartbreaking to see him getting mistreated. And I'm sorry, there's no fair and judicial system going on in our society. There's nothing, absolutely. But at the same time, we're let's prosecute people. Let's go after parents, number one. Let's go after moms of liberty, number two. And number three, let's go after people that love this country. But when we look at bigger issues, such as the border issue, the legal immigrant uh, border issue, the crime on the street, the defecation, people defecating and, and stores leaving, and the fact that we have Target and big name brand stores working with Homeland Security to go and protect their own stores, isn't that a backwards system? Isn't that a backwards of a society? None of it makes sense. And the reason why none of it makes sense is because the Biden administration is letting this happen. The Democratic Party is allowing this to happen. I find it to be ironic how the Democrat congressman that got his car hijacked at gunpoint, he he joked about it and said, well, there was my sushi got taken. That was pretty much it. You're really, you're going to joke about your sushi being taken? And he's like, well, people are not going to be, um, it does, I don't think it really matters if like they're caught or not. Well, the reason why they're not going to be caught is because there's no accountability. There is no accountability in our prosecutors. There's no accountability in our judicial system. And California and Illinois officially have done a no bail uh, policy. So pretty much, and also Nevada, and I want to touch base on Nevada. My heart truly goes out for that retired police officer that was brutally killed. And my heart goes out to his family. The and I watched and I watched the video and I was disgusted by what I saw. And the fact that like the when he rode his bike, all he was doing was riding his bike. And you saw the kids saying, "Okay, get him, get him," and he sped up, and the car sped up and eventually hit the guy, hit the police officer, and he was killed on killed on impact. What kind of a society is that? What kind of a society are we allowing our kids to grow up in? None of it makes sense. But when you go to a school board meeting, and when you stand up against print, like when you stand up against us uh, LGBTQ people. You're considered a domestic terrorist or you're considered a Nazi. I mean, can we talk about the Nazi thing? I I have to bring that up. I, the, the word Nazi has been thrown around like it's candy from the left. The word Nazi has been thrown around. People don't really know what it, the, the people actually did, what Germany actually did. And they think that it's like, oh, well, it's just a, it's a word. But that word, every word has meaning. To me, when you think of a Nazi, I think of a Nazi as a bad person that uh, was part of a, a genocide. They went after a certain race because they didn't like it. And it was about Adolf Hitler. And they used that shallotly. But that word shouldn't be thrown around like his candy. And I was able to, a couple of episodes ago, I did my episode about like Bowman. And of course, he's still going around saying, oh, I'm the victim. I didn't mean to pull the fire alarm. But last time I checked... And it was interesting because I, 
I went and talked to somebody. I contacted a representative and I said, hey, you know what? What do you what happens if a person typically pulls a fire alarm? What happens? Do they get in trouble? Do they now? Is it, are you guys above the law or I mean, clearly not. Can anyone pull the fire alarm? And I did that and I asked that for a specific question because, you know, I think it's valid because now we're not we're not holding anyone accountable. And so he's like, well, no, you do get in trouble. It's a felony. Um, and number one, you if you pull it in the Capitol, you you will get arrested and charges will be dropped on you. But I'm like, but OK, if charges are being dropped on me, hypothetically, then why are charges being dropped on Bowman? I mean, let's think about it. And so this is a double standard that we're seeing in our judicial system. This is a double hypocrisy we are seeing. And this is totally unfair of how President Trump is getting treated. And here's where this ties all back. The fact that President Trump loved this country so much, the fact that he cared about this country, that he gave up his luxury life, he gave up his life of making millions of dollars, took a pay cut, major pay cut, and decided to run for president. I remember that time when he, uh, back in 2015, June 16th, when he rode down the escalator. And he rode down and he went to that podium from Trump Tower. And he announced his running. And never would I've realized that he would be going through hell and through, never would I've realized that the DNC would, would be seeing their true colors. The DNC don't really care about you. They don't really care about me. They could care less about anyone. And a matter of fact, all they care about is taking your rights away and making your life a miserable hell. But they've saved we're for democracy. They say that we care so much. They don't care about anyone but themselves. They're willing to go after women's rights. They're willing to go after people that think differently. They're even willing to go and protect criminals. And if you defend yourself, heavens, you're considered a bad person. And it's interesting because another one is um, the subway. The individual that's, uh, this guy was being crazy. He was being absolutely nuts. Pig or Fat Alvin decided to prosecute that veteran, that Marine veteran that protected other people because he was acting crazy. So now we're having law-abiding citizens being thrown in prison. And we also have the New Mexico governor putting an executive order to go after law-abiding citizens. One of the bigger issues that are going on is that she needs to do a better job. She needs to go after to fund the police departments. Our nation needs to fund the police departments across the board, but they don't want to do that. They want to have our nation into one big havoc. They want to make sure that we suffer the consequences. While they suffer, they beef up their own security. The squad, you're probably wondering. Oh yeah, we defund the police, but we're going to pay your, we're going to use your tax dollars so we can protect ourselves. And senators, we're going to defund the police. We're going to put you guys at risk. We're going to open the borders wide open. But we're going to build high fencing around our houses, around our properties. And we're going to beef up our own security so that they can't get to us. You see the big issue? And not only that, but we also have many people going after um, innocent people.
And one of them is, again, uh, President Trump. And let's talk about Fulton County for a second. What is Fatty Willis doing in Fulton County? So now we're prosecuting people just for questioning the election. What's next? Am I going to be subpoenaed? Am I going to be indicted? I hope not, but I won't be surprised at this point. Another thing is, are we also going to be indicting people for questioning whether the election was, if we even voted for the right person? So if we're going to start indicting people that question the election, how come we're not indicting Stacey Abrams, Hillary Clinton? After all, Hillary should be the first person that we should indict because she's the one that ranted on about how the election was rigged and how he was an illegitimate president. I mean, that's, so how come she's not being indicted? Number one. Number two, I also have another question as, why are we putting Al Gore? I mean, after all, he denied the election for quite some time and George W. Bush became president, but he, Al Gore went around and said, hey, the election was rigged. Why aren't we going after him? See, the interesting part that we're seeing is that, that a moment a Republican challenges the system, a moment a, a person that actually coherently thinks for himself, he's considered the bad guy, a moment that somebody else challenges the system, they're the bad guy. But if you have a Democrat behind your name, oh, you're considered uh, off the, you're considered untouch, untouchable. Like, for instance, President Joe Biden. Now, he actually, he actually did commit crimes. I mean, you look at the laptop and you look at his phone calls, you look at what he's done. Now you're telling me, oops, excuse me about that. So you're telling me that it's okay what he did? None of it is okay. And it is all grotesque. We really have a messed up situation going on in this nation. We really have a messed up society. And that's why I have to pinch myself a, a day in a day out. To say, is this actually America that I want my kids to grow up in? I mean, let's, I mean, it's properly thinking. And so while, while those are legitimate things, can we talk about another situation, another topic? The border issue. Yes, I'm going to talk about the border issue again. I find it interesting how the, I guess in Joe Biden's border policies were working fantastic. We nearly had a quarter of a million people once again flood through the southern border. Literally, the floodgates are actually open. The floodgates are as open as my pocketbook. And by the same time, let's not challenge the system. At the same time, those are innocent people. Oh, we got to give them amnesty. We got to protect them. And I commend... Governor Greg Abbott, for busing them to Chicago, New York City, busing them across the states. Because it's only fair that New York says they're a sanctuary state. New York City says they're a sanctuary, sanctuary city. Washington, D.C., Maryland, and all these other progressive states, they say they're sanctuary states and cities. But why are they saying no? I'm guessing they're not sanctuary after all. Well, you know what they're doing, though, through this. You know what the Biden administration is doing. The media doesn't want to cover this. The media doesn't want to cover what's really going on at the southern border. What's going on at the southern border is what you call a hidden invasion. 
an invasion that we should we should be very aware of an invasion that is going to be demographically changing this nation now you're going to be watching out for next year and here's why i state once again that the democrat party will steal this election that i can promise you will gavin newsom become president out of that could be a high probability that breaks my heart saying that but i won't be surprised because under agenda 2030 that's what they want they don't want they don't want a republican candidate they don't want somebody that's going to actually be for the people they want to demographically change the voting systems and it's interesting how they're after these swing states they're after wisconsin they're after um they're after iowa they're after minnesota they're after you can say new hampshire they're also after connecticut massachusetts wyoming montana and they're also after um georgia they're after everyone they're after all these swing states and they're doing this for a reason there's a bigger purpose behind this and i'm going to say this they want to demographically change the voting system and they want to demographically change so that as legal american citizens our votes are overpowered and they're going to pay them to vote democrat that's what they want that is their goal they don't care what it takes they the democrat party will do anything and anything even if they have to destroy a city they will not listen to any countries they're not going to listen to mayors they're not going to listen to anything and you're seeing that behind you're seeing the naiveness of jpr whatever her name is from press secretary of president joe biden saying oh yeah our border's secure when elon musk went down there and he's and he stated the otherwise when i was able to take down when i was able to go down to the southern border as well i saw the same thing see the bigger picture is the democrats refuse to look at the problem they want to turn a blind eye and they want to blame you for being a conspiracy theorist and they want to blame you say well shame on you for not being open and supportive of these illegal immigrants shame on you you're anti-immigration no i care about my safety number one because if you notice that man that was escaped from prison he was an illegal immigrant in indiana well it was in pennsylvania he was an illegal immigrant he escaped from prison and it's interesting that these illegal immigrants are repeat offenders they're willing to do anything at this point they rob houses they are heavily on they do heavy damage on our, our healthcare systems our hospitals can't handle them this high high influx we don't know what kind of diseases are carrying number one we don't know what kind of their background is we don't know if they're coming in with um, a criminal record or not we don't know but we do know that venezuela is emptying their prison systems we also do know that guatemala guadalajara is also emptying their prison systems and sending them over here we also do know that china is sending immigrants through the border that's what you call a hidden invasion because nine out of ten those nine out of ten the nine out of ten of the individuals that do come up are young militarized men that are short have short haircuts like i do and they come in with bougie clothes they come in with high cell phones but then they get amnesty and that is the problem 
But the moment that you question that, you're a racist. The moment that you question, why can't we close our freaking borders? Why are we giving, why are we liquidating our assets? Why are we paying $10 billion to build a border in Ukraine, but we can't build a border in our own country? Because this administration and this party doesn't care about you at one bit, but they want to. So what they like to do is that they like to keep you quiet by saying, well, we're doing this, we're doing that. And this is where I say the Democrats do a fantastic job at keeping people in the dark and at name calling immediately. And when they when you try to look up the facts, they start yelling at you. They start calling you uneducated and they lock you up or they bring you to court. And you know what? And the judge somehow bases his feelings off like bases of his decisions off of feelings. I mean, what is, there is a major issue with that. So now we have judges, such as the President Trump court trial. So according, and because a couple of months ago or a couple of years ago, he was asked, how do you base your, how do you base your decisions? He's like, well, I based it off of feelings. So if I, if I like this person, if I like the tie, I'm going to support him. If I don't, I'm going to not support him. I'm going to find him guilty and vice versa. And judges aren't supposed to be doing that. Judges are supposed to be looking at the evidence. Judges are supposed to be looking at say, okay, you know what? Is it common? So now we're going to start going after businessmen and we're going to start going after businessmen in New York City? Yeah, let's, I don't like businessmen, so we're going to go through it. And another thing is judges shouldn't be politicized. They shouldn't be political. They shouldn't be having a party, political party affiliation. They should be completely non-biased, but that's not going to exist. There's no such thing as non-biasedness anymore. There's no such thing as a third-party candidate or a partisan. That doesn't exist in this nation. It doesn't. That is a major issue going on. And so with this in mind, my heart does go out to President Trump. My heart goes out to his family. Because this attack is, this attack is personal. This attack is going after his name, slanderous name. And the media is going all over it. And But you see what they're trying to do. They're, this is a perfect definition of what you're seeing to President Trump. It is a prime definition of election interference. They're saying, look at what's going on with President Trump, not look at what's going on at the border. Look at what's going on at President Trump and look what's going on in Fulton County, but don't look at more money going to Ukraine. Look at President Trump and look how bad the Republican Party is, but don't look at our policies that are being passed. Look at President Trump and the, how the Republican Party is very dysfunctional, but we just uh, put in a new gun safe gun safety office in using our tax dollars. See, that's the problem. See, that's the problem I have. But once again, our we have majority of the population in America so blindly that they believe that stuff and they can't think for themselves. And that is a major issue. So I want to leave you with this note as I depart. There's a lot of information going on. There's a lot of stuff going on. We don't know what to believe. We don't know what to trust. We don't know if President Trump is actually guilty. We don't know if he's actually innocent. But what I do, what I can tell you is my heart, I feel devastated that we live in a country that goes after political opponents. Never have I ever realized that America would get this low of a nation. And so with this in mind, I hope you have a great rest of your day. And remember to keep it saucy. Bye.
You just heard an episode of The Sash Report, a podcast on Spotify, iHeart, and anywhere you hear a podcast. Remember, guys, hit that like and follow button. See you next time, and keep it saucy. Thank you.